apparently. <coughs> it's going to be a fun editing week. No, I think Mark is cooking. He's making me breakfast because he's sweet. And um, I think there's some smoke in the air. <laughs> so he's burning breakfast is what you're saying. <laughs> Let me just I'm just pouring myself some water That'll probably help Ugh. Heavy So heavy Doctor I smell burnt toast I smell burnt toast Everyone claps She's having a, <laughs> She's having a stroke This is great Bravo. We made her have a stroke mm, Science What a breakthrough <laughs> I like <laughs> Man, those things, I don't remember them very well. I really should. They're all on YouTube. That was the one of those heritage moments that was always weird to me. Like, really? They're just like poking places in her brain? This does not seem like sanitary or really scientific. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it could be, I guess. But like, I don't know. I would not want to be conscious while my fucking skull was like open. Yeah, no. And they were poking places in my brain. Well, I don't that, care like, how much anesthesia they give you. I I don't disagree with that point. I'm just saying, like, how else are they going to figure out what the brain does, Tim? I don't know how any of this stuff works. I yeah, I, I would rather just not know than have to like take somebody's fucking skull cap off and <laughs> in order to figure out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with that sentiment, but like. I don't think they were going to be able to figure it out any other way, Tim. I don't know. True enough. I don't know. I suppose. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, obviously, that's enough preamble for this. <laughs> so I'm going to shut everybody up, and I'm going to introduce the show now. So welcome to Dance Robot Dance, everybody. This is episode 113. I'm here, obviously, with Tim. Hi, folks. And Christy. Hi. And I'm Mark, and I'll be hosting this week. So we're going to get into the news. How are you guys doing, first of all? Obviously, aside from... Not being sure about your Canadian heritage moments, Tim. <laughs> Doing well. Uh, busy, kind of long week, but uh, it's the weekend now, so I can't complain. Nice. Yeah, we're again recording on a on a weird Sunday. What is it? Eleven o'clock in the morning. Still technically. So we're having. It is still technically morning. Christy, how are you doing? I'm good, <laughs> ish. <laughs> Except that she's dying. Yeah, she's basically been coughing into our ears since we started, like, since we got online to start talking. So, no, it's okay. (laughs) We're just going to be cutting a lot of you out probably today. And we have a special guest, Gordon, in my lap today. He's going to contribute to the podcast with various grunts and wheezes. Yeah, that's what he does, his grunts and wheezes. That's basically what he did into my ears for an entire weekend. For our listeners, Gordon is my eight year old Boston Terrier. He's so cute. Yeah. Yeah, Mark, you say he did it to you all weekend, but, like, that dog spent a lot of time in my bed, too. He did. He, he did. Uh, he was a whore. He was kind of bouncing between the two of us the whole weekend. Yeah. So he, he, that's true. Yeah. He cuddles for warmth. I love it. Yeah. Basically. I cuddle for warmth. <laughs> yeah. So we got along very well. <laughs> the symbiotic relationship. He did abandon me for Christy a fair bit. Like he'd come to me first and then eventually be like, no, this guy's too loud. Get the, I'm yeah, going over the there. Snoring. He was I'm like, going Peace. over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gordon snores too. He does. He does. Not as loud as I do, apparently. But, you know. <laughs> Whatever. All right, let's uh, let's get into the news because there's a, a good chunk of news here, and it's like a very Mark news week too. Like, <laughs> it's a very. I was very happy this very week. Unhappy. So, well, yes, we know, but we'll get to that first because I like to torture you, I guess. So, sad news this week: uh, Telltale Games have basically 
close their doors, um, much to everyone's surprise. I mean, <sighs> surprise. I don't know if I was surprised by this so much, but like, I always assumed those games were doing much better than they apparently were. So, because it always felt like everybody was playing them. But yeah, Telltale is closing. They basically have left 30 people on staff to continue working on whatever that project is they're working on for Netflix. And then I think that's kind of the end of it right now, unless somebody comes in and like buys them in the interim. So I know Christy and Tim are both big Telltale fans. Yeah, I haven't played any Telltale games in a while, but I was really on board with Telltale like at the start because kind of how they started out was picking up some of the old LucasArts franchises because they picked up some of the old LucasArts people. So like some of their first games were like uh, they did a couple seasons of Sam and Max games. They did a season of uh, Monkey Island games. I both uh, I enjoyed all those. And they also did a pretty fucking hilarious Homestar Runner game as well. I don't remember any of those, but okay. (laughs) And they were all like in the Telltale like episodic style. There were like six episode seasons and each game was like maybe three hours or episode was like three hours or something like that. And yeah, so I mean, I didn't really stick around with them like when they got more into uh, into more like TV and uh, other like media franchises like The Walking Dead and stuff like that. I'd always heard good stuff about them, but just never I never got on board with that. Sure. Christy, you have anything you want to add to your sadness? Yeah, they are doing Wolf Among Us too. That's true. Canceling yeah, it. I heard that they uh, they're canceling pretty much everything that they have on the go right now. Yeah, and they uh, they're canceling Wolf Among Us, and they're canceling. They aren't even finishing the Walking Dead season, like fina- final season. It was the they, final season. Yeah. yeah, people are pissed about that. That they're not. Gonna yeah, they're the not end doing of that. anything. Um, and they're not Str- getting the Stranger Things game apparently. Yeah. Yeah, that third season of Batman's canceled. Like, they're not doing that now. So there's a big cliffhanger, apparently, at the end of season two, which I haven't played yet, that leads into a now non-existent season three. So they're, uh, they left a lot of shit kind of percolating that is not going to get paid off now. Um, yeah. My first reaction was not surprised because I was like, well, that's kind of what you get when you, you know, overstaff, 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 pay a lot for licenses, and then don't do anything cool with your games, period, for five years like they've been using the same dog shit engine like forever so yeah but but i mean telltale was never really i mean at least in my experience with telltale they were never really about like high graphics and stuff like that they were really always about storytelling and that's like only gets you so i don't play games only gets you so i know i i I don't like though I, i don't like games that don't have that storytelling element to them and so like that is really first and foremost for me in a game so to have a studio like that whose main focus was the storytelling go under like this is disheartening to me and yeah. uh, makes me yeah concerned for the game industry. Not that I'm particularly invested in the game industry, but I'm not. I'm not like after seeing the stories that uh, especially like the Sony first party stuff has had this year. I'm not concerned about story and video game at all anymore. Like that's that's a crazy thing to be concerned about. Um, I don't think Telltale was doing anything so revolutionary storytelling wise that like. They were going to like, it was going to be some huge thing for them kind of thing. Like the story in God of War, even the story in Spider-Man was just as good as anything I've seen in a Telltale game. So maybe not, but I think like at least when Telltale started, there weren't very many people that were really focusing on story the way that they were. And it's sad that, uh, you know, sort of other companies, I guess, have picked that up. But the, you know, one of the companies that really originated that focus is now going to be gone. Yeah, I agree with Tim. Like it was that Telltale was filling a niche. 
at the time that needed to be filled in a creative way. But I think part of the problem was that they never adapted to the fact that um, people were getting tired of QTEs. Yeah. What's QTEs? Quick time events. Quick time event. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cutscenes. And those were the basis of their creation of their their worlds was these quick time events Mm -hmm. and um though they were very very cool and very interesting in the beginning there came a point when like it just became a little repetitive and the story was great but it wasn't they weren't introducing anything new the story was new but the Mm -hmm. action in the gameplay was not Yeah. yeah well if you call that gameplay yes like there wasn't there wasn't a lot of innovation going on in that group i think by the end they felt like they were like we have all these licenses we need to get games out to make money on them uh and obviously that didn't pay off the way they intended yeah. it to so and i feel like it was also kind of t- uh, geared more towards casual gamers or like p- more like fans of walking dead than necessarily yeah. like gamers and it's also unfortunate that now we've kind of lost that gap or, or one of those bridges in between like non-gamers and like hardcore gamers like was I think I think that's failed. a good way of looking at it actually. Yeah. It was um it was a really good it was a really good mix of accessibility in gaming while also still making you feel like an active participant. But that's yeah. why I'm so mad. I hope they released the stories they were going to do for the games cuz that would be okay. If they were like here's what our plot was. I could see the Walking Dead guys at the very least being like cuz they're looking to expand that franchise a fair bit like i've been seeing news stories about it this week yeah i could see them doing another comic where they take they pick up and tell that story like do a graphic novel to finish that one up the rest of them i don't know that's hard to that would be harder to parse like i'd like to know what the end of that batman story is like i was planning on playing through that second season at some point when i was really really bored but never haven't gotten to it yet and i'd be less inclined to do so knowing that i have a cliffhanger that i'm not going to get paid off in there so yeah but anyway, that sucks for Telltale people. I hope everybody that lost their job in that lands on their feet very quickly. From what I understand, one of the somebody, I think it was Blizzard, was reaching out to a lot of the talent at Telltale to pick up some people and stuff like that, which is cool. Well, there's yeah, they're super talented. Yeah, yeah, obviously, and like that writing staff. I like I wouldn't be surprised if you start hearing names from that. The Telltale writing staff start to crop up in other, obviously, in in the gaming industry, period. But like just out there in general, because they're pretty talented writers for the most part. I mean, it's basically the one thing that Telltale can hang their hat on is that like the the writers was yeah the writers were pretty good. So. Oh, Gordon Little got a little Gordon rough into the microphone right there when he got picked up. Did you? I missed it. <laughs> I got it. I heard it. All right. <laughs> next story. Apparently, this Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix is actually happening. Yeah. And like they're taking <laughs> pictures and shit now for some reason and putting them on the internet and hiding yep. in their shame. DC's DC's hype machine is working overtime as usual, and I don't think I agree with it. Like I, I'm sure this movie could be fucking amazing for all I know. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is an amazingly talented actor, but I just like I feel like this could very easily end up being another Suicide Squad where, sure, Suicide Squad didn't end up being great, but it was never going to live up to the amount of hype that DC had put behind it, regardless of how fucking good it was, and I have a feeling that this is the way like, DC knows that they've got a fan-favorite character here, and now they're just going to fucking pump it up until there's no possible way it can live up to it. I'm just, like, there was like three of these movies that were supposed to be on the go at one point. I'm just wondering where the other two of them are. Cause there's this one. Is this the Todd Phillips one? Like the Scorsese one? Yeah. 
This is the Todd Phillips, uh, Todd Phillips one, I believe. Okay. So, cause there's another one and then there's one that's supposed to have Jared Leto in it. It's just like, why are we doing this? But I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. This is is the the Joker origin movie basically, but I don't know that it's necessarily like set in the DC EU kind of thing or cause DC seems to be just sort of, uh, just trying to do like standalone stories, which I think might be a good way to go to set them apart from Marvel. But, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm actually really down for the idea of this like dark Joker origin because you know what? People have been begging for so long to find out how Joker came to be. And you know what? They're finally just giving it to them. Even if it's not. Have they though? There's a lot of people that are like, I don't want to know how the Joker came to be. Like I prefer him just being this force of nature that that's my has no definite or- origin kind of thing. There are people. Oh, well, I think, I think there's a, a bigger audience of um, like part-time DC fans like myself. Who aren't as invested in the long, <laughs> the long Solid play of Joker? Yeah. So they kind of just want to know. Yeah. Because they're like, "Where's this guy coming from?" And they're the movie watchers, as much as like the comic book guys are. Yeah. I think they might be passive, but they'll go out to the they'll go out to the theater. They want to see it because they don't have the same, uh, the same stake. Yeah, they're ruining it for us, though. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome okay. to any Fucking gatekeeping. Hit yeah. a mass audience. I just like I just like I don't think the Joker needs an origin story, but like I, I'll go see the movie. I'm just there's a lot of these movies going on, and I'm like I don't really know if I really need any of these. That's fine. Yeah, I mean to be fair, he looks fucking terrifying in that makeup. He does look pretty scary in that makeup. So, so I mean that that's fine. That that the outfits like it's super garish, but like it kind of works. I was into it. Yeah, kind of works for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving along. Did you guys see the Captain Marvel trailer this week? That I did. The next I music? did. Yeah. And what did you it guys think? Looks like a DC movie, <laughs> or an, um, a Marvel movie. Looks like a Marvel movie. Yeah. I that was about my like takeaway too. Like it looks like it's going to be good, but I don't think it's going to be like above average good based on this trailer for a Marvel movie. Like it looks like serviceable, but I don't know that it's going to be like oh my god, this is like you know it's not going to be like the phenomenon that like Black Panther or Infinity War were. I don't think. No, probably not. But we'll see. I'm I'm pretty well, hyped for. Brie Larson and like the whole thing. I did like, I mean, come on. She punched an old lady in the face. I was like, totally. Well, she punched that. a scroll in the face. Come on. Yeah. But I mean, like it was an old lady. It was pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, oh, that's a scroll. But I mean, she still punched an old lady in the face in a trailer that showed up on YouTube. So yeah. That's kind of <laughs> yeah. And that has now become memeified as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> like everything else does in our weird little society now. So, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped for the movie. So it should be good. I'm entertained. I think it's going to be good. Marvel doesn't produce shit. You know, there's always something good about it. Yeah. I just need them to give me a bit more to chew on. Yeah. Well, we're also like a year out. I'm sure we'll get something before. That's what I'm not concerned. Yeah. 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 And I'm glad that they didn't do this like teaser for the teaser for the trailer kind of thing as well with this. It was just like, here's just the trailer. Oh, no. Because the, their Netflix brethren were doing that to me this past week. So. Yeah. <laughs> Daredevil. Yeah. So that was the, the next thing I had on my thing was that uh, they have officially announced that Daredevil will be coming out October 19th uh, for its third season. Uh, they have been trickling stuff out. So, like a couple posters and a couple little videos and stuff like that. But they finally put out a full video or full trailer this week with the street date. So, not quite as soon as I would have liked it, but pretty goddamn <laughs> soon. So I'm excited. Mark, like, it's less than a month. I know, but like all the teaser stuff for it is like r- directly marketed 
straight to me. It feels like <laughs> like this. Like, hey, we're doing the darkest possible Daredevil story in history. Here, we're doing it on TV, Mark. This is for you, and it's like a week before my birthday. So, <laughs> oh my I'm god, all hyped up. I need You're this. Telling season. you stuff. I know this season looks amazing, though. Looks pretty good. Yeah, looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, I need some dark, some like actual darkness. I need it. Really? Like, I, I want something that's not Ponzi and like I'm a superhero. I'm trying Fun to solve my city. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, like, I think uh, <clears throat> I think th- I think a dark Daredevil season will probably suit you real good. Then, because usually they t- they like to torture Matt Murdock when they uh, when they set him down the dark. Uh, or, or you could finally watch Punisher. There's also that. Or Logan. Oh yeah, both, both of those are pretty fucking dark. Yeah. One day I'll watch Logan, but it, today is not that day. <laughs> I'll watch it during the winter when I can look at the snow falling outside and feel as though I am also black and white. <laughs> and just when the movie's done, I'll just play Mad World and cry. I'll have to figure out when, like, when, when is Christy going to be at her absolute happiest? So like a week after her wedding, then be like, listen, now you have to watch Logan. <laughs> like, this is the time. Jesus. Because it'll just. around me are familiar faces. <laughs> Places. Or, or play a, Johnny Cash's version of Hurt. <laughs> when the man comes yeah. around, that's I think wasn't that the one they used in the actual movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it in the movie or was it in the trailer? I thought it was in the. Uh, I don't remember. Like over the credits. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right in the credits. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Looks awesome. <laughs> I'm excited for Daredevil now. Weird TV news, though. Uh, rumors are that a, a bunch of shows are going to be appearing on the Disney streaming service that are actually going to feature, like, movie actors. Yeah, and, like, so big fucking fan-favorite characters and shit. Yeah, so, like, the ones I saw, Tim saw different ones, I guess, but I saw Loki and Scarlet Witch, so Tom Hiddleston and Elizabeth Olsen, but you saw a bunch of other people. No, those are the ones like, that I'd seen, too. Oh, those are the ones you saw? Okay. Yeah, or at least for, for the streaming service. There's also some talk yeah. about um, possibly a female superhero driven series that would be on abc oh really i didn't see that at all yeah so i don't know that one that one seems to be more of a rumor kind of thing but yeah i don't know it's it's yeah uh, deadline had something saying an hour-long drama from wonder woman writer alan heinberg oh okay yeah i remember hearing about that um so yeah i have no idea who it would actually end up being or anything but uh early days there's an interesting background to this story in that like there has been tension between marvel studios which is the the marvel property that actually creates the Mm -hmm. movies and then marvel television which is the entity that Mm -hmm. creates netflix shows and the abc shows because i guess it's like perlmutter the the executive on at marvel's television or who's in charge of marvel television does not like doing things the way kevin feige does Mm -hmm. And so Kevin Feige has been kind of cutting them off certain things. Like that's why you don't get lots of references in and out of shield or Netflix. Yeah. They're not as integrated as they used to be. Yeah. And like, I guess these shows are Feige's way of being like, well, if they, he doesn't want to fucking play ball, I'm going to start my own TV thing under the studio label at Disney Hmm. streaming. And we'll just slowly kill those licenses off as they come up and just take all this stuff back again and do it all. Oh man, that's a deep rip. It's yeah. That, that he, they, there was a, did you know, do you remember us covering a story at one point, like a couple years ago, like a year ago or two, where Kevin Feige had to like go to the actual like head of Disney and get Perlmutter removed from all of his yeah, movie dealings because he didn't want to spend yeah. money. That's where that rift started. And but like Perlmutter got kind of kind of got TV in that fallout and mm. like Kevin Feige got left alone on the movie side. But now Feige, obviously, like he wants his TV shit back, like 
so he's starting to fight i guess yeah that's a hard man to fight against in hollywood right now i would imagine because he's making all the money like all the money yeah but i mean yeah a fucking like loki show with tom hiddleston and a scarlet witch show with elizabeth olsen like both of those sound like things i would definitely watch Yep. I would sign yep. up. That's 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 them getting <laughs> that's them getting us to sign up for the Disney streaming service without even thinking twice. Well, I mean, You're I was right. probably yeah. already signed up for it because. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, and so people. and so was I because yeah. Marvel. But yeah, absolutely. But now now I'm like, what what would have been a hesitation before being like, do I really need another fucking streaming service? And now I'm like, well, I gotta watch this Loki and fucking okay, which, Scarlet yeah. Witch shows. I wonder if they'll do so. like. If they'll be like limited series, like mini series, or if they'll do like full blown fucking seasons or what, it'd be interesting to see how they approach it. A lot to see, I guess. But if you look at the the most recent show that just came out on Netflix, Maniac, it's got Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. And I'm kind of thinking that like these limited series runs, like big actors are now big actors now are way more inclined to um do T V actually start doing these tv shows because it gives them an extra little bit of time to like get into their characters they get more screen time more people are access are accessing uh netflix and they are going to the movies well i mean the genres or the not the genres the formats are blurring right like you know there's not really that much difference between like a two or three part movie and like a you know six or eight episode like Netflix series kind of thing anymore. So because of, yep. uh, the the series are so highly serialized, so I think yeah that there's the actors are just realizing like hey maybe we need to start branching out. And so I I, I agree. Well, well, plus the writing quality on TV has been a lot better yeah. the last couple of years. Like we've we've seen that like break hell yeah kind of like like all that the quality of that kind of show break out into like basically everything yeah. now. So it's not just like. Oh, Mad Men and Breaking Bad are great TV. It's like, wow, there's a lot of those really high end dramas floating around now. That well, think about Hannibal. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's just there's quality production value as well. Like everything is being shot beautifully. Marvel shows are just Mm -hmm. gorgeous. Yeah, and that's on Netflix, and they're not spending a ton of money on those shows anymore, and they still look good. So, like, yeah, yeah. Well, the technology, even like the technology is such that you can. Do the post production without having to spend an arm and a leg kind of thing anymore. Well, we were talking about uh, Discovery and like how good Discovery mm-hmm. looked. Well, they uh, spent a shit ton of money we on that. They did spend a lot of money on it, but it's still mm-hmm. a TV show. But it's still like it looks like movie quality effects from like the one viewing that I've made of it. I haven't gotten like dissected every frame or anything like that. But it looks. I thought it looked all looked really high yeah. quality. So yeah, no, like the TV stuff is obviously to a point where you're not really. Being like, oh, it's going to be TV quality, and that's going to suck. It's like, no, it's yeah. fine now. So yeah. Speaking of like high quality TV, though, uh, HBO, uh, in what is probably still not a good idea, but fuck it, let's strap in anyway. That Watchmen <laughs> sequel series that's uh, coming up, they did score a big win this week. They have Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, uh, who are now Nine Inch Nails, doing the score for it, at least for the first season. Which is, yeah, I think that that is. Uh probably going to be really well suited to that series from my my like feelings on the general tone of the Watchmen universe. Yeah, and I uh, can't argue with having like an Oscar nominated soundtrack pair doing your score for you yeah. when they're especially when it's Trent Reznor. Who was it that did the Who was it that did the soundtrack or the score for the uh movie? 
Uh, you're alone on that one. While you look it up, we should talk about Trent playing Perfect Drive this week, though. <laughs> that was the only other reason I wanted to bring that up, because for the first time ever, Nine Inch Nails, which now includes Atticus Ross, which is interesting, because there's never been another permanent member of Nine Inch Nails, and he went on record this year saying that like Atticus Ross is now his like right-hand man, like he's in Nine Inch Nails permanently. Nice. Uh, but they actually performed Perfect Drug for the first time ever this week, and it was... Amazing. I still didn't get a, I still didn't get around to actually watching it, but I, I I took great joy in watching like you and uh, Jason and Alicia all nerd out over it. I mean, I do love that song. They've never played it. It's hard. It's like I've I remember trying to cover it on occasion before, and being like, "Yeah, no, this is not happening." Like that drum part's way too insane. Yeah. So like he 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 crushed it. So I was pretty That's impressed, so- but. I'm excited for this just because like it's nice. I I I'm interested to see what Trent and Atticus will do as a soundtrack for this. Did you find out who did Tyler that? Bates, who has is not a particularly well known uh, composer, but has done a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say like his name yeah. sounds familiar. All right, so we have there's two directors that got picked up this week. So the first one is the one for Eternals for Marvel Studios, uh, Chloe Zhao, who I do not whose name I do not recognize and who I've not seen anything that she's done. Before. She's only done one feature film and it's like an indie movie. So I don't know what the fuck they're doing with this one, but sure, whatever. I mean, it's already a movie that I'm fucking amazed is getting made to begin with. And so yeah. if they want to fucking weird it up, then I guess weird it up. Yeah. I don't know. Christy's just sitting there eating her breakfast. Doesn't really. <laughs> not. I have nothing to say about this. Fair. <laughs> I don't know that franchise. Or that movie, or that director. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, I I know very little about the Eternals either. I mean, they're like, maybe. I mean, they're really powerful characters, but they're like maybe C-list characters in the Marvel sphere. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not super sold on like that movie even being made. But like, I'm. I. I don't know. I just thought it was weird that. Well, first of all, they picked a director who has no real experience, no genre experience. Only done one movie. Yeah, and no genre experience, and uh, they're gonna do this. What? could be a very big kind of expansive movie uh if they do it the way the comic stuff is kind of set up because yeah. it's a very cosmic and kind of weird concept so but they could also do like a down-to-earth take on it too or something right like the eternals are on earth kind of thing and well i'm sure that's probably what they'll end up doing yeah. but uh, who knows if that'll actually turn out or not mm-hmm. chris what were you gonna say i was just gonna say that we've seen instances before of first time directors or like baby directors yeah. Excuse yeah. me, blowing things out of the yeah. water. So I'm not I don't casting know. I think aspersions. We're past a point of yeah. It's just yet. right. It's just not that name on its own doesn't instill confidence in me, kind of thing. Like it could be great, but I don't know that it's going to be good because of who they've named as the director. I guess is what we're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. And other di- director being added to movie news. Uh, Kerry Joji Fukun. Oh goddamn. Fukunaga. <laughs> That was a good try. Fukunaga. It will be Fukunaga. Is that Fukunaga? Yeah, he's been attached to the 25th James Bond movie in Danny Boyle's leaving kind of thing. Um, He directed the first season of True Detective. Yeah, and yeah, he he was a screenwriter for it. But also, he screenwriter for it. He also directed that movie you were just talking about, Christy, the Maniac with uh, Emma Stone and Jonah Hill for Netflix. Yeah. Did Beast of No Nation with Idris Alba. So he's got some chops. That's the guy who got picked up. He's got some chops. So he's that's mm-hmm. interesting. I'm yeah, I mean it's Bond 25. I would be there with Bells on when that comes. I mean, it seems like 
a real tonal shift from going from somebody like Danny Boyle to somebody like this, like directing presumably the same story and same script. I think they're going to be rewriting the script at this yeah. point. They tossed the whole thing when when Danny Boyle left his script, his scriptwriter was working on the oh, movie okay. and he fucked off when Danny Boyle left, too. So I think they're kind of left with whatever was there, which means I'm assuming this is all getting reworked before they move into actually shooting but it's also a bond movie they'll probably rewrite it while they're on set because that's kind of what they do with these big blockbuster nonsense yeah. things. so there is that possibility mm-hmm. also two other little things before i let tim kind of tell me what i missed <laughs> jordan peele will actually host his twilight zone reboot which is actually really fucking cool that's so yeah. exciting yeah so that's pretty fucking cool uh which means he'll be stepping into is it rod rod sterling is that the guy's name? Rod Serling. Rod Serling's yeah. uh, shoes to host the Twilight Zone whenever that sh- crops back up on TV, which is very cool. That's a big pair of fucking shoes to step into. Like that hosting slot on the Twilight Zone is iconic. So hopefully he pulls mm-hmm. it off. I'm sure he will. He's a fucking talented guy, but that's a big. Yeah, he'll be amazing at it too. Yeah, yeah he's going to be great. Um, and the last thing, and this is why I said it's a mark, a very marked news week, because we had all that other stuff. Hulu is doing a Veronica Mars eight episode revival series <laughs> with Kristen Bell and like the whole cast coming back, which is super cool because they did that movie uh, a couple years ago. Actually, we might have been doing the podcast when the movie came out because uh, I may have talked. I think about it came it. out like twenty fifteen. Yeah, Veronica Mars movie. Yeah, three years ago. Yeah, something like that. Um, but I think we've talked about it briefly on the show, and I love the shit out of the movie. Uh, I'm all for anything Kristen Bell's in for the most part. So. Like, I love The Good Place and all that kind of stuff. So more Veronica Mars. I love that character. I'm excited for this. Uh, it should be pretty Yeah, she's rad. Yeah. <clears throat> My dad will be happy. He loves Veronica Mars for some weird reason. <sighs> Kristen Bell. That's not a weird reason, man. That's Yeah, that that's, may be it. That's it a valid reason. My dad's an old perv. Yeah, it's entirely possible. I'm an old perv. I love Kristen <laughs> Bell. What are you going to do? Amazing. What are you going to do? All right, Tim, what did, I, what did I miss? Did I miss anything? I think I got <laughs> most of it. There was a lot this week. There was. There was there was one, and this is just because I'm a big DC guy, but I did see it shared around a lot. There was a lot of news around Batman's Batawang. Oh, the bat dick. Yes, like, that's right. Bat-a-wang. You know what? I forgot to put that in there. I forgot to put that <laughs> so, in there. Sorry. <clears throat> we've talked on the podcast about DC's new like black label quote unquote books that are like just basically uh, out of continuity stories. And there's um, this one that is uh, the first one that they've released of it that's called Batman Damned. And it's by uh, Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo, who are just a fucking outstanding creative team. They also they did uh, Joker a couple years ago. It was excellent. Uh, it was kind of supposed to be like the the sequel to The Dark Knight, kind of, kind mm. of. Yeah, yeah. So in it, like these are also this at least is kind of like a darker, more adult take on the DC characters. And so in this case, there was a panel where you could see Batman's dick. Yeah. What? <laughs> and it's already like this was like a seven dollar uh issue and it's already going for like 40 yeah it's already going for like 40 45 bucks on ebay because everybody's like first appearance batman's penis that away yeah. i'm looking it up <laughs> first time ever in comic books we got <laughs> yeah uh, we got to see the bat dick and, and dc and dc has already said that they're gonna like censor it in all like reprinted editions and yeah. shit like that and my uh, my comicsology copy got replaced overnight this week with a uh there you go with, uh, the benefits of buying actual yeah, issues hard copies basically yeah because I, I i remember i read it when it came out because i like that creative team so i want i was just looking at the art like flipping through to look at the art mm-hmm. and i was like holy shit there is a dick like there is a dick in here and then when <laughs> I, it hit the news and then i went back the next day and like comiXology gave me some shit like a version update happened or something and when i went back in and i was like yeah that dick's gone so <laughs> 
Well, I don't know what I'm jerking off to later tonight, so <laughs> just have to go do it from memory. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure I was like, I'm sure I'll be able to find it on Reddit when I really want to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, been, and I was right. It's been it taken was, down. Like, there's a thing on IO9 that's like DC regrets showing you Batman's Batawang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a pretty funny story, actually. Like, I don't think they were expecting. That's a story that's made for Dance Robot Dance. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think they were expecting this much noise because of it, but they they ended up getting a fair number. Of well, I think that they all just assumed all oh, yeah. oh, you know fans were getting to a point where they just thought he was like the um, Metatron in like a like Ken doll. Yeah, like a Ken Dogma. <laughs> why, uh, Tim? Why would you stop her from making a Kevin Smith reference? That's like, true. I, true. I don't know why you would do that. Like, you're re- <laughs> defeating yourself. Christy yeah. Doing, yeah. Kevin Kevin's references. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so maybe she'll finally fucking watch Chasing Amy. Yeah, you're rooting everything. I've so. already seen Chasing Amy. Oh no, it's Mallrat. No, it's Clerks you haven't seen, it's right? Clerks yes. Alright. Salsa Shark. <laughs> Salsa Shark. Yeah. You're gonna need a bigger boat. And the other stuff that I had was that uh, Bob Iger in an interview this week, who's the CEO of Disney, mm. uh, basically came right out and said, yeah, there's gonna be fewer Star Wars movies going forward. They're not gonna be releasing them like on as frequent as a schedule as they have been which i'm i could have gone either way on but i can understand why they're making that decision he also went out on the the biggest limb of all time and was like yeah absolutely kevin feige is going to be in charge of the x-men when we get them back because i don't know why you would assume otherwise like why would you assume i don't know why anybody thought like kevin feige wouldn't be getting all those marvel characters back under his like supervision but yeah i guess i guess disney decided to like actually say like Yes, we are going to give our giant new Marvel Comics franchise back to our God King Marvel fucking producer. Yeah. Like why anybody thought that wasn't gonna happen beyond me. But okay, fine. Yeah. So Yeah, and uh yeah, that was not not necessarily news, but at least it's official and on paper now. Mm. But yeah, so what he said was that after episode nine next year, there's probably there might not be doing like one uh star wars movie every year going forward after that they might like take a year break here and there which i can understand we don't need one every year well like, i mean i guess it so depends on what they are yeah i mean if I, I i would be okay with like i've been okay with what they've been doing like having a a saga movie and then like an anthology movie because both the anthology movies have been pretty solid so far mm-hmm. so but i mean i understand like obviously if it's not making money and it's going to jeopardize the future of the franchise then yeah fucking back off yeah yeah not everybody not everybody can pull the marvel thing and do something every six months you know what i mean that's a particular machine to have built up like you have to build up to that point where like you get to producing that much material of quality so yeah as dc has proven you can't just dump jump into it (laughs) like expect it to work out you got to kind of plan ahead a little bit to do that kind of stuff so Sony is copying Nintendo and releasing a PlayStation classic. Yeah, that's yeah. I wasn't even going to bother talking about that. I'm like, why? With like, why? Yeah. With 20 like games. 20, 20 classic titles on it kind of thing. But yeah, I don't. It's kind of exciting. See, are you excited for that? Because like I have no nostalgia. I was thinking about this uh, when I was like not putting this in my news list and figuring Tim would bring it up. But either way, but like, do you have nostalgia? I mean, I guess you probably do more so than I do. But like, I don't have nostalgia for that N64 PlayStation 1 Saturn era like the graphics and like the gameplay just doesn't hold up on those games i feel like 
Well, you don't have nostalgia for uh, fucking Lara Croft's triangle tits? No, I'd rather play the new one because at least they <laughs> play properly. Like those games don't like they're It's all it's all pretty archaic. Like we're trying to figure out 3D kind of games stuff in that era. And I'm like, I don't really have like nostalgia for that the same way I have nostalgia for like Mario Kart or. Yeah, there's a lot more replay value on those like classic Nintendo games than there are on like first gen like 3D console. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think that they're. There are some good titles on the PlayStation that would look really cool if they were like totally remastered to be high re- um high def and all that stuff. But I don't know, the games that they've chosen are not ones that I played because the first PlayStation was not like it was still a phenomenon but it didn't have like you guys were saying it doesn't have the nostalgia tied to it yet. It's not old enough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's not even that. Like I have more nostalgia for games mm-hmm. on like PS2 than I do for PS1 just cuz like they they at least feel like modern game like at yeah. least the beginnings of modern games whereas the ps1 era stuff i'm like this shit's janky as all hell and like there's 12 polygons on screen that are indicating that that is a character to me and that does not really <laughs> work like that kind of stuff so i'm like that generation i'm like hey eh, eh, doesn't really have as much nostalgia. i still i i have a lot of nostalgia for the playstation one but the difference for me i think is that i have an accessible playstation one in eyesight you know like i don't i, yeah. <laughs> I still have my and the PS games much, but... <laughs> excuse me <laughs> Games that I. <laughs> you guys are both sound like shit know. this morning. What is going on? Are you both dying on me? Where's Gordon? Um, <laughs> it's bad enough having to hunt down one new co-host if I have to replace one of you. Like when the underwear fairy shows up, if I got to do both, then I have real problems. Like I, I drank for like eight hours yesterday, so that's my excuse. All right, fair enough. That's just funny because I smoked all day yesterday. Like I basically wake and baked yesterday, and like I'm fine now. So there it is. <laughs> anyway, though. <clears throat> anyway. um, and then the the very last thing I had was the Emmys that there was a bunch of fucking genre shows. Didn't Game of Thrones yeah. win everything, basically? Game of Thrones won Best Drama. Finding Miss Maisel cleaned house. Or Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah, Marvelous Miss Maisel won a bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm just kind of going through and looking at like the more genre stuff. Uh, Tandy Newton won for Best Supporting Actress on Westworld. Uh, Peter Dinklage won for Best uh, Supporting Actor on Game of Thrones. For Drama. What else? Actually, Bill Hader and um, oh, the Fonz, um, Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler, they won for Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor in Comedy, comedy. or Musical for um, their show that I really actually now I really want to oh, watch. Oh, is that that Barry show or whatever? What is that? Yeah, show? Barry. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that too. I like. Uh, I've been hearing good things about it. I like Bill Hader. Uh, so yeah, apparently mm, it's sensational. Yeah, I want to watch it that black mirror episode that was a takeoff on uh start like first gen star trek oh yeah, uh, yeah. the U- uss callister that one mm-hmm. for uh writing for a limited series or movie oh really that's awesome yeah. that was really like that episode that was, was dark off- that was an off-putting yeah. episode i mean not that, that was fucking rough yeah <laughs> even, even for black mirror for black mirror like for black mirror is not exactly fucking feel good tv generally speaking but like that yeah. one in particular i was like sweet jesus this is grim. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. I need to go watch some comedy now. To I, yeah, like I had to kind of like wash my mouth. It was basically like having to wash your mouth out of a nasty taste after that episode was done. Like, I had you to go to wash, wash your soul out. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. Kinda. It was a lot. <laughs> they have one a year. Those guys that where you're just like, fuck that show. Goddamn, like breaks you. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad they do like little like four and six episode dumps because it's not just like oh. Yeah, there's 12 episodes you have to slog through of this fucking you have horror to show. Spare through. Yeah, kind of. It's just like, hey, here's six hours that you could be like horribly, maudly depressed. But yeah. 
it's only six hours and then you're done. You know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> we really should do an episode about Black Mirror at some point when we're all just ready to be like horrifically depressed for a week and just watch a bunch of it. Yeah, Ugh. I could do that for sure. Yeah. I'll put it on the list. I can't watch Black Mirror. It's too disturbing because it's too real. Nah. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll do it. Maybe that's a two-hander we'll do when Christy disappears. We'll watch some Black Mirror and yeah. do a little dance robot dance reviews. <laughs> horrible. Bonus horrible material. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's move along to the next section of the show, which would be... Now, now the person that, that, that does the sting has a mouthful of food. No, that's I don't, but... Oh. <laughs> so, Geek of the Week, do a sting. Geek of the Week! Geek, 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 geek. Geek of the week. That was exciting. <laughs> uh, so this is the part of the show That's where we tell you guys and each other the geekiest thing we did this week. We're going to start with Christy because now she has an open mouth that is not filled with food for the first time in the last <laughs> 15 minutes. So You're welcome. <laughs> um, so uh, geekiest thing I did this week. I've been swinging from some Spider-Man, but I uh, last night went and saw Seth Meyer at the Just for Laughs. Oh, awesome. How was that? Um, 42. It was awesome. Yeah. He was amazing. Funny guy. Funny guy. I, oh my god, he's I had never seen him do stand up before. He's outstanding. Yeah, that's why he uh that's why he co-hosted the uh the weekend update with Tina Fey for I know. like he's a funny fucker. Yeah, yeah like and, and I think he was one of like the head writers on SNL during that period was, as well yeah. cuz that seems to always sort of be the way is the people that are doing weekend update very very often end up being like the head writers too cuz uh Shay and Jost right now are the head writers for SNL too, and they're the yeah. side note. Did you know that Colin that. Jost is dating Scarlett Johansson? I heard that. Yeah, yeah, that was a deep dive that. geek for me this week. I saw that and I was like, "What?" And I like went and like did Wikipedia search. <laughs> I've known, that's actually part of my meat of the episode. So let's not let's not get into that. My yeah. my weird celebrity <laughs> gossip fucking fascination is one of those things. That's amazing. <laughs> that's and uh and Pete, Pete Davidson has been uh banging ariana grande for like months now too yeah um, <laughs> he's gross yeah but she's hot so good for him good for him um but yeah no seeing seth meyer was pretty seth meyers was pretty cool also because i could follow i felt pretty geeky because i could follow along all of his political stuff because mm. i'm so up to date on his show and on um colbert uh Oh, John Oliver. And, John Oliver, you're thinking of. Yeah. And, and last week tonight, last week tonight, who won for like best variety program? As he should I every mean, time. Well, like I think that's like second or third that's year his, in a row. For that's him his third year oh, in a row. Yeah, he's basically taking over. Oh, okay. That used to be that used to be the Daily Show award, technically. Well, it used to go back and forth between the Daily Show yeah. and the Colbert Report got it a couple yeah. times. So that's why I, I we always called it the Daily Show award because they basically just gave it to one of John Stewart's shows, which I guess is kind of continuing yeah. now because if it's John, Ol- I think he produces John Oliver's show. He's like an exec on it, so yeah, I think so. Still, still got that John Stewart touch, winning that fucking award. So he's got the magic touch, that man. He just nailed that tone. Yep. yep, exactly. So yeah, no, that's that's really cool that uh, you saw Seth Meyers. Though. That's cool. How are you? Are you enjoying Spider Man? You're having a good time with it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played it as much as I would have liked to this weekend, but um, is that every weekend? Every weekend, I've not actually gamed as much as I wanted to. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, we were out celebrating with friends last night. Just uh, Mark asked two of his besties to be his best people. And um, we were just like in Toronto celebrating that and seeing my friend's trade show. So like there was some cool stuff happening. But I was like, uh, <laughs> I've not played yet. Uh. If, you, if it was on Nintendo Switch, you could have brought it with you. 
I know. And today we're um we don't really have a ton of time to sit down because we're going to do some wedding stuff out in the world, like people. You're so busy and popular. Ugh. What's that like? What's it like for you? You're busy and popular. That's true. I was busy this weekend. Not usually, but this weekend. So why don't you guys both tell me what it's like then? How does that sound? <laughs> you just gotta wait for me to move up there, Mike. Move up there! And- here, here. Uh, I'm also here. You're also up here, Christy. <laughs> I don't know if you know. I mean, I mean, we know we know where you are, and that just because you're in Hamilton doesn't mean that like you're not part of the rest of the community. You know what I mean? Like, we love Hamilton too, kind of, kind of. Hamilton's great. <laughs> hey, I lived in Hamilton for five years. It's a good spot. All right, Tim, Geek of the Week. So this is one that I think is a repeat from about this time last year, but these friends of ours from the Atlanta Tolkien fans group do a huge uh, Bilbo's birthday party. Not every year, but most years they seem to do it. Uh, And so because I think it's September 21st is the actual day. Let me double check that because otherwise I'm sure I'll get in trouble. Bilbo's birthday, no, September 22nd. So it was on the actual day of the birthday it fell on this year. So That's cool. Yeah, so they they have people over. They put like do a huge fucking spread. They have like a cake that legit looks like that huge ass cake from the movie. They put fucking eleven d one candles on the cake and light them all. And this woman makes like lembas bread and uh, what else? It's not a fire hazard. Um, that many a- candles, like that's got to be. <laughs> it it gets scary. Yeah, we have to have like four or five people like lighting them all at the same time so that like they're only lit for like a minute, a very yeah. brief moment. Yeah, and then everybody sings really quickly and then blows out <laughs> the candles. They do a baked brie, quote unquote. That's awesome. Uh, they do a one cheese ring to rule them all where she actually like pipes on the like black speech that's on the ring onto this fucking cheese ring. It's super impressive. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, that was fun times. Always fun and pretty fucking nerdy. And I was very, very full afterwards. I felt like a real hobbit. One of those few times where Tim gets plastered and eats a lot and does not message us all night, which yep. is usually the way I, I was. I was. <laughs> I felt like something was missing yesterday and I was like, oh, yeah, it's because Tim is not is plastered and is not just messaging us. I didn't get plastered. No, I, well, they don't do they don't do like a lot of drinking. I brought a cocktail just because you bring a cocktail that's like what I do. Yeah, basically. yeah, that's like the two things our household is known for now is like baked goods and cocktails. And they already had like the desserts covered. So I was like, oh, let's bring it. Sure. So I brought Proudfoot Punch. I guess I can actually do a fucking cocktail this week. I haven't done it in a while. Yeah, you stopped doing I can tell that. people within the Proudfoot Punch. Yeah, I get, got a little laborious. Um, but So it was uh, brandy and pims and blueberry juice and Earl Grey bitters and a little bit of lemon and then just like, oh no, an apricot liqueur mm. and soda water. It was nice. That's delightful. It's kind of kind of autumnish. Fair. It's no cool. pumpkin spice latte, but it'll do. It's true. <laughs> White girl. Do. Yeah, actually, what I what I should have done is just got a pitcher of pumpkin spice latte and just like put some like vodka yeah. in it, right? That's a true fall cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> Was the basic bitch cocktail kind of thing? Is that basic one of yeah. bitch. <laughs> you guys, do you guys get this meme going around up there where it's it's Han Solo season? You have all the like girls in like their like black vests with their like uh, and white shirts with their brown boots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw it floating around the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Geek of the Week for me this week, I started watching Daredevil again. I'm bad. I apologize. I'm supposed to all this <laughs> other TV we were supposed to start watching or I'm supposed to be watching. And I'm just like, no, I'm going to watch Daredevil in 
You're going to get pumped yeah. for All season pumped three. up for season three. So I was doing that and I started rereading. Uh, actually, I'm rereading Born Again, like the Frank Miller story that the season's going to be based on. So I pulled my old comics out, like my trades, and was sifting through old Daredevil comics. So I'm just raring to go for this season. Like, just want it to happen now. So that's you're gonna get finished all that stuff, and then there's still gonna be two like weeks two left. Weeks I know that's why out. there's a lot of Daredevil to read. Like I've 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 reloaded my iPad with like almost the entire run. Like Frank Miller, Bendis came out. Oh, Brubacher right after Bendis. So I'm like I think I'm just gonna read Daredevil until Daredevil starts, and then <laughs> that'll be it. Because like I'm very excited for this. Everything they're doing on that, like all the promotional stuff. Like I know it's very grim, but it's right up my alley in terms of what I like about Daredevil. Like the super street level, like very tortured kind of stuff. So. I'm very hyped up for it. I know Christy's pretty hyped up for this Daredevil too. Yeah, and uh, I was talking to <laughs> I was talking to Paul this week, and we're actually we are going to start getting side A side B back on the on its feet, so that is coming. Yeah, but we were talking about uh, we were actually just talking about Daredevil, and he's like, he's like, wait, they're just going to torture Ooh. Charlie Cox shirtless for like ten episodes? Like I'm so yeah. goddamn in for that. I'm like, you're <laughs> such a pervert, but I. Yeah, I, I figured Christy would yeah, probably. He's your be, brother. Yeah, oh yeah, he's absolutely my brother. <laughs> uh, I figured Christy would probably be in for that too. She's like, oh yeah, sure, it was Charlie Cox getting whipped and shit. That's probably going to be a lot of fun for everybody, right? So let's be honest, Mark's going to be there for that too. I'm kind of, hey man, if you're going to torture Daredevil, I'm fucking in. That's basically what I like about comic books is Daredevil suffering. So if you're going <laughs> to also. Daredevil I, or Batman suffering? Yeah, basically, as long as one of my vigilantes is suffering horribly, like the same i'm a spider-man fan too i like all my guys just being miserable that's just how i like my characters <laughs> everybody's got to be as miserable as possible so when you really look at my favorite guys like so wolverine spider-man batman daredevil yeah shit everybody's miserable that's basically what you what you get with me so there you go <laughs> so that's my geek of the week because i'm in the middle of season two of daredevil right now and enjoying the shit out of it still even though everybody hates season two of daredevil we never really i didn't that. hate it no we didn't i don't i think christy uh christy did you ever end up finishing Daredevil season two. Well, we never reviewed. That's true. I've never really her. talked about it with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Remember? So, Matt Murdock. No, I think it's on the on our episode list somewhere. No. So when we get to a season that's a little calmer and not a lot of stuff coming out or not seasonal stuff, that's something we could go back and do. Yeah, we. Could. Yep, I still got it on. I still got it on our episode list. Fair. I'd like to do get into season three when it comes out. So we'll have to figure that <clears> one yeah. out. Um. Okay. So that's it. So we are at meat of the episode. So. <laughs> There it is. Oh, there. Now Mark's Yay! done. <laughs> now we're all dying. Now we're all dying. Yeah, we're, we're doing so good. Healthy. Nobody can talk within two hours of waking up. Yeah, this is like, I don't, <laughs> as, soon, as soon as we said 11 o'clock, I'm like, I'll do it, but fucking <laughs> just going to have woken up within like the hour probably and very much like it was, yeah, I got out of bed. And again. the funny thing is the reason we're doing this early is was because like I had a friend who wanted to like come over and hang out this afternoon and now I think she's fucking sick. Oh no. And she's hacking up and shit, so I'm not sure she's even gonna come over. Wow, that's, that's <laughs> impressive. So do your sting, you bastards. I know you want to. It's the meat of the episode. Unusually flavored meat. It's a gross way to say it. Yeah, it's nasty. Um, it's very gross. <laughs> so I, we wanted to do something a little lighter this week. I, we've been doing a lot of either like covering media franchises in depth or going off on giant trips and trying to be drunk and remember what we did on those trips, which was <laughs> trying. So this week, we're just going to talk about our stuff a little bit, but we wanted to do something kind of fun and do maybe out of character, I think was the word we used. My word would have been guilty pleasures, but like stuff that is not necessarily something you would assume any of us would be into that we're in. My anyway. thing is, 
I don't like the term guilty pleasure. I don't like the idea that people should have to feel guilty about liking things. I feel guilty about liking a lot of things. I feel guilty about how I feel about you, Tim. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's your own problem. That's you true. need to take that yeah, up with your priest. Uh, well, fuck it. I have to get a priest first. <laughs> Yikes! But yeah, that's I. That it just falls under like that. That whole idea of guilty pleasures for me like falls under the idea of like shaming and gatekeeping and that kind of thing. Like you can't be a true fan if you like this stuff that is not considered good or whatever. All right. Well, then uh, why don't we start with Tim and uh, get your first out of character <laughs> entertainment thing out of the way? Fair then. enough. That being said, I have a feeling we are going to give each other shit over some. Oh, of these, absolutely, so. absolutely. <laughs> but that's just because that's who we are, and we're we can all. I don't know if I can. Yeah, Christy, Christy's <laughs> been very sensitive lately. Maybe we should go easy on her. We're not absolutely <laughs> not going to go easy on her at all. <laughs> Sorry, it's just, you know, you keep bringing up my death at the hands of the underwear fairy. Like, it hasn't That was, stopped. like, the first time. Oh, yeah. You brought it up in a while for a few weeks. You brought up a Dragon Con. Now, and now you brought it up. When did we bring it up at Dragon I mean, we brought up a lot of shit at it Dragon did. Con. It did get yeah, brought up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we brought up a lot of stuff at Dragon Con. <laughs> but, yeah, my first one is, I think I might have mentioned this on uh, the podcast before, but never really in depth, is I'm a sucker for like certain reality TV shows. I still fucking watch Survivor. The the two in particular that I still am pretty into are the Survivor or Survivor and The Amazing Race. Yeah, reality TV is one of those things that like I, I just can't, like I can't do. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of it that's just fucking trash, and I, I did used to watch even more of it, but it was at a time where there wasn't much else out there. Like I watched the fucking like Simple Life with like Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie back in the day. Oh my god! But really? that was a that was like a dark time for TV, right? Like there wasn't anything else really good on at the, at that time, like that I wasn't already watching. So it was just like. I'm bored. I'm going to watch this. But Survivor and the Amazing Race, I still watch and genuinely enjoy. Um, and I've watched like all fucking like 30 plus seasons of both of them. Like I don't necessarily go back and rewatch them or anything, but it's just good like garbage TV. And I actually I appreciate Survivor a lot, mainly because of like the strategy of it, because it's been around for so long. They're always looking at like ways to like fuck around with the game and like throw a wrench into things. So but you get so they're always like throwing in like new game mechanics and that kind of thing, which is kind of interesting. But the main thing for me is just like watching these people that are all just like thrown together and have to interact with each other because that's mm-hmm. the game is the game. Isn't anymore like really about like surviving on a desert Island or whatever. Now it's about like surviving the relationships with these other people, which is a like particular kind of horror for me, <laughs> like actually having to interact with these people and like being forced basically to form relationships in order to survive. I just sounds like I would just cause me so much anxiety. Like I don't, <laughs> want to yeah people like i agree that. i don't know I, and that and then i'm like why would you want to watch that then because it would just make me anxious thinking about it like i don't want to do that <laughs> well that's my thing is like if i i know if i were on it like i would just i would not like be able to like put on airs like so many people do and like be is be like that deceptive but it's cool because like there are like legitimately like different strategies that people play there are people that play like social games where they like befriend people or like start like a romantic entanglement with somebody and like that's how they survive in the game there are people that just like dominate in the physical challenges and that's how they keep like going forward and then there's people that like play the political side of things where they're like manipulative and like have like alliances with multiple groups of people and then are just like ready to switch on a fucking dime and that's the part of it that's compelling for me Fair. All right. that sounds cool and then Amazing Race is just fucking travel porn. Mm-hmm. Like, I just love, I, I love the idea of, like, going on this, like, 
competition around the world kind of thing. And it's just sort of helps to sate my, my wanderlust when I, you know, am in situations where I'm not getting to travel very much. Fair. Cool. I'd never would have pictured you as a reality TV person. Yeah, me like, either. That's definitely like, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's the point, right? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but like, it's just, it's very, like, you of all people are so like fastidious about everything that like that kind of garbage, I can't ever, would never have pictured you. Garbage to everybody. It's not always. It's not stuff that like is at the top of my viewing list. Like anymore, what I'll usually do is just wait for the whole season to come out and just binge it. Mm. Like it's the kind of stuff I can watch like while I'm working or like if you know I'm just doing errands or kind of thing. You know, it's it's the kind of stuff that I'll put on like if I'm between you know between seasons of the sort of higher quality TV that I watch. Like I openly accept that this is like cheaply produced like television kind of thing, but the fact that it's fucking you know lasted for 15 something years now i think the first season of survivor was around like 2000 yeah it was it was like we were in college or something like that when that came out i remember yeah so i mean these shows are all like they're putting out like pumping out two seasons a year of these at this point and they've been going for like fucking 15 plus years i'm still surprised they're still on the air like that's what really surprises me is that like these things survived that's the thing is they're not that expensive to produce though you know compared to like fucking like the shows that we watch the genre tv that we watch these shows are like a fucking pittance to put on so as long as they're still drawing like a meager audience they're still making money for the network and they still fill in a slot so as long as they're profitable why wouldn't you just fucking keep pumping it out i guess yeah fair that's just, just it seems i don't know counterintuitive to me but that's fine it's true though. <laughs> <laughs> that's my first one reality tv christy what's your first oh one? man i love learning about serial killers i well, you do have a vested interest in that. Because <laughs> you literally just brought it up. <laughs> the look on Christy's face where she's like, I just stepped in it myself. Like, I did it to myself. <laughs> is pretty awesome, actually. But besides that, yes, I would not have Ooh. guessed that. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's definitely more of a me thing, I think. Like, when you start talking about weird serial killers in cults. No, and I that love it. I am obsessed with it. I will, like watch or listen to like um all the podcasts i possibly can about serial killers i like the darkest ones like i i've i've <coughs> i've recommended one to my friends a few times and they're all like this is too dark for me i can't handle it and i'm like why not they're like the real life 911 calls one, and things like that it? which one is it like, it's called sword and scale uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I listen to sword yeah. and scale sword and scale is awesome, awesome. But I listen to as many like serial killer podcasts as I can. I like listen to documentaries while I'm at work about it. You should see my YouTube recommended videos. Like <laughs> I'll talk about videos next... and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mine's mine's. Fucking I'm sure weird. you're on a watch list probably. somewhere, Christy. But... Both of y'all probably are. Oh, I I'm absolutely on a watch list yeah. because of my like YouTube and Googling history. Like absolutely on a <laughs> on a list. Like my other thing that I'll talk about after is uh, tied to that, so I can't go too deep into it. But no, I I just I find them fascinating. I I don't empathize with them. Like I don't understand why they do what they do, and I think that's why I'm so intrigued by them because I just could never ever in a million years be in the headspace where that like made sense. Good, that's good to know. Or like yeah, but I I think that how they get away with it for so long is fascinating. Like the personalities that are like the, the traits that are common in all of them. And Chris um, is just fucking sitting there taking notes. Like this is how I get away with this. This is how I just, 
<laughs> There's been a few times that I've looked up things and I'm like, I'm probably being monitored now. <laughs> like, there was this one I went back and listened to recently about a guy who was so obsessed with his his neighbor in college that when they graduated, he like couldn't bear the idea of her living away from him. Yeah, I remember this story. It's not, not, not. <coughs> yeah, so, so he chopped happened? her up into pieces. Jeez. And like stole some of her underwear and like went next door to his room and looked up how long it takes for someone who's been strangled to wake up and like did all this other shit like and then what? went out bought a hacksaw and did all the shit. And then like when the he went on TV to be like, we don't know where she is. And then when they told him that they found this body, he like shut down and just like put on this crazy performance so that they wouldn't just like dissociate. Yeah. And then they like did police interviews and he just for two and a half, three hours just responded to all their questions. No, no, I don't know. No. Who is this? Nuts. But like I was fascinated and so like i did all of the research on him that i possibly could and like when i'm listening sometimes i'll go off on like 15 20 minute tangents where i'm just like doing all the research into like who this guy was what was or what was their you know uh upbringing like what did they have any trauma in their childhood and there are so few female serial killers so when one pops up like bell hooks i'm just or not bell hooks what's her name Oh, she was one of the first. Who are you thinking of? She was one of the first female serial killers ever, and she killed like. Oh yeah, you mentioned her on the podcast before. Yeah, she killed like thousands of men just to get their life insurance policies. And women always kill for money; men kill for pleasure. And it's just like what? So I like just. Bell. Bell. Bell Gass, was that yes, one thank you. About? I'm a Bell. Yeah. It's just fascinating to me, and I I can't get enough of it. Like I just I always read, and there's this new article out saying that. There's going to be a surge of serial killers in the 20, like 20 and 2030 because there was this up really because a lot of the children in the States have been brought up with uh, impoverished upbringings because of the layoffs and everything. Like it's fascinating. And that, and those yeah, trends trend. together so kind if, of thing. Like, if you're brought up impoverished and your family is in um, like, especially if your paternal figure feels that he is owed a certain type of lifestyle and yeah. world, then like he, there's a, a certain kind of like emotional that gets transferred. Yeah, it gets transferred. The there's an emotional sort of um, manipulation and punishment to the children that happens because there's resentment there that they still have their futures ahead of them. Like it's, it's mm. fascinating, fascinating. So I don't know, serial killers. Just I I will read about them until I'm blue in the face. I really it's always been a an aspect of Christy that I find fascinating because she's such a scaredy cat about like almost everything. And then she'll start talking about serial killers. And I'm like, man, she knows an awful lot about like something that <laughs> this is concerning to me, Good. like concerning to me. Maybe I'll stop. But <laughs> so much. Maybe I'm the Why? You did just bring up Christy. I listened when to- you brought up an example of a fucking serial killer, you did bring up one that had underwear as part of his. Oh, MO. yeah, that's true. You did. But that's because that's it's part. It's did. just. Oh, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I'm just saying, that was you, not us. So you can't really use that to intimidate me, though, because I listened to all the same stuff as you, so I know all the tricks, too. So if you started doing stuff, I'd be like, Christy's getting ready to kill me. I'd be on to you. <laughs> you know, it's all the telltale. Yeah, Damn, Christy's getting ready to kill Christy's me. Christy's planning something, and it's probably my death. 
I probably should stop bringing up the underwear, right? <laughs> well, my first one, I alluded to it a little bit before we got to the meet, um, is I am obsessed with celebrity gossip. I don't know why or what for, but I will sit around and read sites like, it used to be, what was the one? The Superficial. And then like Perez Hilton, like that kind of stuff. Like when I was in college, for some reason, I got obsessed with it. And I still like go on subreddits and follow celebrity gossip stuff. So if you guys haven't noticed that I always seem to know when people are dating, and stuff like that. Like when Christy will make offhanded mention, like, oh, so and so is banging so and so. I'm like, <laughs> that's why. It's because I always <laughs> keep up with celebrity gossip, like page, what is it, page five or page six kind of stuff? Page six news, yeah. Page six, like blind items and stuff like that. I read all that stuff. I try to identify that. I was there and Google stuff until I figure it out. It's a weird thing that I do on the side where I'm like obsessed with celebrity life, even though. Half of them I don't like, and half of them I don't watch any of the stuff that they're in. But I still want to know who That's they're banging. So funny. <laughs> I've had periods where I've had that sort of interest as well, but it's it's died off. It's died off a little bit more now than it used to. But like, I mean, even the way I treat my bands, like I still obsessively follow them. Like they're like sports stars or stuff like that. Like it's definitely like a personality trait that I have, where I will just like be obsessive about like every little aspect of somebody's life. It's not creepy. I swear to God, it's a little creepy, a little creepy. But yeah, I will. I will check those sites out all the time. And be like, I wonder what Kanye and Kim Kardashian are up to this week, which is like the furthest thing you would ever think that I'd be interested in. But you no, know, like right there, I want to know. That's so funny. What Kim Kardashian's wearing this week? What know, are right? you even so talking about? Yeah, like, I would what? not guess that one. Yeah. Did you buy did you buy like tiger beat ma- uh, magazines when you were a kid too no nope. nope. that was i don't know it all it all started the girls that i worked at the newspaper with were all really obsessed with it and <laughs> i just kind of fell into it and i just never got a, got away from it like i was always like so it's very funny. strange it's a very strange thing <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's weird i figured christy of all people would find that very amusing and it's funny that like we end up with these like polar opposite like hidden obsessions where like i am obsessed with celebrity gossip and christy's obsessed with serial killers where it's like out front publicly i'm obsessed with serial killers and whatever but like and christy's always talking about who's dating who it's just that i know who's dating who and christy knows all about the serial killer stuff too Whereas I fucking usually wear all my dichotomies on the on my sleeve, yeah. like I'm a fucking Disney fan, but I also love like horror movies and shit oh, like that. that. No, this so is one of those funny. ones I can, I'm ashamed of this, so like I keep it hidden. Oh, yeah, that's, that's so I funny! <laughs> I can't get over it. But why is it funny, Christy? So, so give yeah. us give us some news. Who's who's banging who right now? Well, I'm not. Besides... I'm, that's the thing. Like I'm not. I didn't. I, I should have actually gone like got up to date because I we haven't been paying attention to what's been going yeah, on. Yeah, give us a report. We're gonna we're gonna start having like Mark does like celebrity gossip reports on every episode. Well, there's like there's a there's a there's a, there's a rumor going around Kanye's cheating on Kim again, you know, like that kind of stuff. The feud between Kanye and uh, Jay Z is finally over. Like, come on, guys, this is stuff you need to know. I mean, about. look at fucking Kanye. Like, he's off yeah, the deep end. I is. I wouldn't blame uh, Kim if she was banging around on him. Because because yeah, Yeezy's gone off the fucking deep yeah, end. He's definitely like. Hardcore this time. Yeah, he's uh, he's a Trump supporter now. Makes me, you know, mm-hmm. just proud to say that I've hated him all along. So there is that. Yeah, I, I like a couple of his songs, but I don't like that. I like a couple of his. Yeah, songs. I'm the same way. I don't. I, I have never him, so ever I, liked I, him. I like, I just think it's kind of funny that people are so obsessed with him. So I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it is that I, I'm curious as to why people are obsessed with them. So I kind of look into the like why people are curious, like like them. I never find anything, but 
I just keep reading the stupid stories because they do dumb shit. And I'm just like, wow, it's impressive, which you can get away with if you have a lot of money. I think that's a lot of it, too. It's just like, <laughs> how dumb can these people be when they're doing stuff just like existing? And that those stories fascinate me. It's like, wow, this is this person yeah, has just all hilarious. the money in the world. And there's still a giant idiot who does dumb crap and is just dumb, 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 dumb. Anyway. Why do you think that? <laughs> I'm glad I amused you. That's good. Well, uh, let's look back around to Tim. While Christy thinks of horrible things to say to me, I'm sure she's just planning right now. Because <laughs> you're doing some kind of research. Like It looks like you're writing jokes right now. It's basically what it looks like you're doing. Yeah, there it is. Visual bits. <laughs> um, let's see. All right. I will go next to... I'll go to music. And this is somewhat related to Kanye, actually. Uh, I fucking love taylor swift yes i'm not gonna make any bones about it specifically like 1989 and a little bit like reputation like but 1989 like when that album came out like what four years ago or whatever i got super fucking into it Nine was a lot longer than four years ago buddy the fucking album i know i know the worst joke yeah but like fucking shake it off i watched that video on like fucking repeat like blank space and yeah i i just it's catchy as fuck and i i i'm gonna let you finish but i love i just i do love taylor swift videos i will give her that much (laughs) that that is definitely part of it she is uh she's cute as hell yeah yeah and and i just i like i like her general like attitude she's pretty like very you know kind of like goofy and like just accepting be who you want to be kind of thing like yeah she has like drama with people occasionally and stuff like that but yep i fucking love that album on wildest dreams is just such a fucking like schmaltzy fun song you're so bad blood yeah that's yeah that that doesn't i don't know i don't know what else to say besides that but i mean just for me being like you know music nerd like into a lot of like really fucking random obscure artists and shit like that every once in a while i just love some like cheesy pop music that's not a not something that you and i have in common i don't i can't do that shit for some reason. <laughs> it just never sits right with me never sits right with me and there's lots of it that doesn't for me too like but when the thing is like when it's like pretty well written and like uh you know well produced and shit like that i can appreciate it like i don't like look down on it not that i'm saying that mark does but you no, know the, but there i know that there are people out there that like no, look, accurate <laughs> i know that there are people out there that like look down on shit like just because it's pop music and i've never been that kind of person like there 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 might have been a time that i was but at this point i'm just like i don't care anymore so if yeah, be you yeah exactly if if it's something that you know Flow some about or whatever, and I can tell that it's just fucking catchy and pretty well produced. Then I'm gonna listen. That's to fair. It. I don't like. I don't begrudge anybody for enjoying Taylor Swift or whatever, like Justin Bieber or whatever horrific stuff that you guys want to listen to. That's fine. I can't stand Justin Bieber, but that's and and one I don't like his fucking music. Two, he's just a fucking garbage person. Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, I knew about the Taylor Swift thing because I've made fun of you for it before, on <laughs> because that's one of those things I'll never understand. But that's. <laughs> when it comes to music that's something that comes up a lot well i'll just shake it off mark players gonna play 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 and haters gonna hate 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 all right now we're just grinding into the ground i'm so happy i'm so happy that's funny all right christy moving on so my other thing 
that I love is uh, I fucking love watching LPs of horror games. and Games you would never actually play. I would never play. <laughs> but I also, uh, tied to that, love reading the Wikipedia articles about horror movies and, like, what happens inside of them and, like, what the plot is. And I love, like... And then I'll go and do research and, like, look up stills and things but like that. But you won't that. just watch the movies. No, I have no intention of doing that. <laughs> um, but the other thing that I, I like doing is um, listening to true horror stories that people, like, put on, like, YouTube or Reddit and things like that. I just eat them like, up. Like, like creepypasta kind of stuff? Yeah, like creepypasta. Like, um, but, like, people who claim they have true stories. Like, there's this one guy that I listened to. Oh, what's his name? I think it's like deadly masquerade or something like that. And he'll get people to send in their true horror stories and he'll just read yeah. them. And it's like just so creepy and great. And I'm so into it. Like, Oh man, I, I know I recommend the podcast to you a lot, but last podcast on the left, like they do an annual Halloween creepypasta episode where they're like, where they'll read these stories, but they're comedians, right? So they'll just start taking the shit out. Like they just start busting on it. It's super funny. Like it's one of my favorite episodes of the year because it's, 90 minutes of these three idiots just like reading these terrible creepypastas and making fun of the people who write them. It's fantastically funny. <laughs> like erotic Slenderman fiction and stuff like that. It's... Oh my god. <laughs> that's not so much what I'm talking know, about. But it's just uh, that's that's the other side of this coin. You know what I mean? Like there is the stuff that like sounds like it's legit and then there's like the weird creepypasta Slenderman giant dick porn stuff that like just comes up for no reason. True. It's <laughs> super funny to me. Yeah, I like, so I, I like how your hidden things are all like macabre stuff. Like you, you, frick, yeah, hide behind your little <laughs> your little blonde happy facade. But like all the stuff that you're like secretly obsessed with is like the grimmest, darkest. Oh, I love it. Next thing you're gonna tell me, you're into like fucking weird black metal or something like that. Well, that's uh, actually. Is that the next one? <laughs> I actually do enjoy no, some dark me. metal, but like I don't know the names of who I just like sometimes put it on my Spotify and I'm just like ah! I can see like, Christy being like really into like power metal like that Viking stuff like the Yeah, I do. I love that. Yeah, yeah, I can see Christy was... being really into that like cuz they're all all the singers are super operatic like stuff. Norse metal yeah, like that kind of yeah. stuff like the very operatic power metal kind of stuff. I can see Christy being very into that oh, that whole I used scene. to I used to listen to one band. I can't remember what they did, but they did this really crazy awesome song cuz they're amazing composers. Metal mm-hmm. like metal guys are outstanding composers. Well, some so, are. Yeah, yeah, there's some who are not, but there's definitely like... I mean, it's, it's a very wide genre. There is definitely, there is definitely like, when you get to the upper echelon, most of those guys like know what they're fucking doing because yeah. they're all very skilled yeah. musicians and stuff. Yeah, the like prog metal yeah. kind of yeah. stuff. And... Usually this, like the guys I listen to are like usually like classically trained musicians and stuff like that. So, but, um, everything else. Yeah, no, I, I love that stuff and I love like the true horror behind various movies and um shows and things like that i just think it's like so this has cool. been one of those one of those things about christie's personality that has always perplexed me like the, the i read wikipedia articles about horror movies as opposed to actually watching the horror <laughs> movies. it just makes me laugh like it's the most christie possible thing like i need to know what's happening in the movie but i cannot but i don't actually yeah, i can't see. possibly <laughs> sit through it i can't well, the handle thing it is that i can't <laughs> handle body horror I think that psychological mm-hmm. horror is really interesting and fascinating. I think it's way more, way more interesting. But when it comes to body horror, I just it it makes me really uncomfortable. 
just yeah. like note to self make christy watch body no. horror movie for our Halloween. yeah we definitely get to pick those like no because i week. guys i won't be able to like i'll pretend like i watch them okay. and i'll Wikipedia everything. <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia everything. like what what like is, does that include like slasher kind of stuff no. like if it's more like the joke okay but if it's like really realistic kind of body yeah. horror you can't like um it? i'm trying to think oh, no of, saws like yeah, saw and shit like I that can't really handle and it's because though i like you know like the stories and like listening to the people who have recovered or like uh not from the actual families and stuff like i like hearing the stories about it if someone were to make me sit down and like watch someone be tortured i could never ever in a million years do that it's one thing to read about it one thing to like listen to the um people talk about what the aftermath is or like how a person was tortured but you ever, ever, ever asked me to watch someone get like Pan's Labyrinth is a hard sit for me. Like as much as I love Guillermo del Toro, some of his stuff is just way, way too hard for me to watch. Yeah, he does ask you into that. And he's body like horror. mild body horror. Like, yeah, yeah. But like the the guy who was getting tortured in Pan's, like when he's when they put the the bamboo underneath his fingernails, right? <sighs> That that's one that always fucks yeah. me, up. me up. I can watch it, but I don't like it. <laughs> and so, like, that's the kind of thing that I just I I can't handle that. But you know, put an article in front of me or like um, a podcast talking about it, and I'm just like, yeah, what? Uh. <laughs> so <laughs> that's so funny. I don't I don't get that, but okay. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why Hereditary. I'm not sure if I'll be able to watch it. Uh, more psychological than body horror. There's not a lot of body stuff. Well, there is some. Yeah, there's but... some of that stuff. I read about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely some. Anyway, anyway. So my next thing, if you've listened to the other podcasts, you'll have heard me say this, but like, I don't think I've ever said it on here. I'm obsessed. Like, so does everybody remember the Lilith Fair festival? Like that happened in the nineties all the time. Like, like the like, lady, the yep. all the, all women the women. With, yeah. Women with. Tori Amos and Sarah McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Lilith. Huge fan of all that stuff. Giant fan. I've actually went to two Lilith fairs. Did you really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, back to back years. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember hearing you yeah. talk about that on side. Yeah, I went. To, I went to two Lilith fairs back to back. I own all of Sarah McLaughlin's albums. Uh, I've seen her in concert <laughs> two other times. Also, mm-hmm. who else is there? Tori Amos. I'm a huge fan of too. Actually, Chantal Kriviasek. God, I like that. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. a big yeah. fan of hers. Canadian. Yeah, she's very much Canadian. Her and Holly McNarland are both from up here. So Sarah McLaughlin, actually. Holly oh, McNarland. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like all those like ladies with pianos kind of thing. Like ladies that. with pianos. My deep dark musical <laughs> secret is that like I love that shit. Like oh just God. love it to death. That yeah. fills me with joy. That's, yeah, that's one that I never like. I have maybe one or two like Sarah McLaughlin songs in my oh, iTunes. Love it. I'm a sad bat. I'm a sad bastard, guys. She's sad bastard music, just like with a pretty voice. I'm I'm right into it. It's great. Um, I love that stuff. <laughs> oh man, you must oh, yeah, have loved that's... those puppy commercials back in the day. Oh god, no, because this sad dogs. I don't like sad dogs. dogs. I don't like sad. Do- like Sa- Sarah, Sarah Harmer. Uh, yeah, Sarah Harmer. Uh, definitely somebody yeah, I've seen I a couple times. Uh, who was Paul and I were talking about? Someone. I think it was Sarah Harmer we were talking about the other day. Uh, but like all that kind of stuff. So like uh, Fiona Apple was one. Like, I think that's probably why we talked about it on side A side B because we covered uh, title yeah. or whatever that first record was, and that was an album that I bought back then. Was very into. And it kind of went from there. So, like, yeah, like I've bought tickets to see Chantal Kravyazik's playing at the the same theater that Matthew Good's playing at in Milton, up the street from my house. I bought tickets to that. I'll absolutely go sit there. And first of all, she's stunning, so like easy on the eyes. But also, she sings beautifully and 
plays pretty well. Sometimes your stuff's a little Jesus-y, but uh, Jesus-y. whatever. It still sounds nice. Still sounds nice. I I do have I, I never got into like necessarily like Sarah McLaughlin uh and like uh Tori Amos and stuff like that, but some of the like smaller artists around that time, like shit like Dar Williams yeah. I got into. Yeah. yeah, and 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 like But even stuff like Feist or like into Dido. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, fucking. Yeah, like Feist or like who was the other one that was in there? Not Emily Haynes, but there was another one in that collective, the girl from Stars, I believe. Oh uh, yeah, she's great too. Oh shit. Uh yeah, I can't remember her name, but she's mm. awesome too. Um, so like that, that collective was big too in the, in the, in that era. Like I never was like a huge broken social scene, like our Kevin Drew fan, but like all the girls or the women that were in that collective that branched out and became like Feist or Metric or whatever. I was like, yeah, these guys are all super talented. I still follow those bands. Amy Milan. That's it. Amy Milan. Oh man, yeah. Calendar Girls. I still follow those guys. Yeah. Or like, what was the one Cat Power that came out around that same time too? I was big into yep. Cat Power. Uh, still have all her albums on. Yeah. I got most, I got a couple of them on vinyl actually downstairs. So, and I got really into like La Tigra around yeah. that time too. It was a little bit later, but, but yeah, that's my, that's my weird deep dark secret. Like I will go to Chantal Kriviasek, uh, concerts and like hide in the back. Yeah. That, that like softer, like folky kind of stuff. That's, that's surprising. Yeah. Well, I had like the folk stuff. Like I like the, uh, like, like the weaker then's kind of leans into that. And then, Jeff Not true. And, and Nick Drake. Uh, like I really like my Nick Drake stuff too. Yeah, and you're you're uh, Neil Young and that Matthew kind of thing is in definitely some spots into stuff. the folky stuff a lot. So does Pearl Jam. Like that's like that's where they go yeah. white. It's they, they lean into the folk side of things and they go hard and it leans into the metal. So my middle of the road mm-hmm. bands like Matt and Pearl Jam, like they lean both ways, and that's where I kind of get into that stuff. But like Tori Amos has worked with Maynard from Tool and stuff like that. Like they're like best friends or something. So that's kind of where I got in there and it all kind of comes from the guy side of stuff, but like I do like go and see these concerts like secretly and not tell anybody that I'm going to see Chantal Kraviasek for the probably 12th or 15th time or something like that. Somewhere in there. I've seen her a lot. She <laughs> tours a fair bit. She tours with rain all the time. Cause she's married to what's his name from our lady. Oh, Peace. rain from our yeah, rain Peace. from our lady. Yeah. I think he's playing with her. Rain. rain Maida. Maida. Yeah. So I think he's playing with her when I see them in Milton or whatever, but they've been touring together and doing records and stuff. But, yeah, that's that's my my secret shame is my my girls with pianos fetish or whatever you want to call it thing. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Loop back around to Tim. Tim, what's your last? We'll do one more and then we'll call it a day. One more. All right, my last one. I'm not sure if this is out of character or not necessarily. Um, I maybe maybe I'll leave that for up to uh, up to you guys to judge. But really, uh, it's one I don't think I've ever really discussed on the podcast before, and it's old like slapstick silent oh. films. Like you're like Charlie Chaplin, like Buster Keaton, Harold Lloyd, that kind of thing. And it all stems back like, I mean, I, I watched a little bit of it sort of as a kid, just when it would be like on TV or whatever. But then I, I took like a couple of film classes in undergrad just as like yeah. electives. And like during those, it, part of it is just like sort of the place that they play in film history kind of thing in terms of, you know, bridging that gap between like the past films and really uh, sort of being some of the earliest popular American films and that sort of thing. But then they bridge that gap between like silent film and like sound films as well. Like when you get into like Charlie Chaplin's like later stuff and that kind of thing. So like both the shorts and like the feature length stuff. And I just, I have such an appreciation just for like the level of performance that has to go into like conveying a performance just through physicality with no fucking dialogue. I mean, obviously, there's like the the like interim like uh, screens or whatever where they'll sh- yeah. where they'll show up what the characters are saying, but just having to like convey all of that emotion and stuff, and and then True. like the slapstick elements are just 
outstanding and also fucking terrifying when you realize like how little safety and shit yeah. they were <laughs> they you know how little concern they had for safety on a lot of these back in the day but and then even when you get like later on into like when they're actually starting to like make statements and shit like that and you've got like charlie chaplin doing like the last dictator and that kind of thing which was just a fucking masterpiece of a film and yeah it's perfect yeah i just i don't know i don't know what else to say about them but i i love old old slapsticks that's uh it's one of that that is definitely one of those things like i would not have thought of but now that you said it out loud i'm like that totally makes sense that's totally a tim thing to be into like of course he's into like classic silence comedy stuff like it's absolutely like a tim thing to be into so makes 100 yeah. sense and it's not something that i watch like a lot anymore but anytime that it's on like if i'm in a like old like prohibition themed bar or something like that and they've got them on i'm always just fucking like transfixed by it yeah. and that kind of thing and i remember watching yeah. like the old laurel and hardy movies when they were on like abc in the afternoons and shit and being like this is pretty funny like i like yeah. i like some like it's the humor would be considered hokey now but i was still like eh. So it's pretty good. Some it's yeah. pretty good. I love that stuff. Yeah, and it's also just like a know your yeah. roots kind of thing too, right? Like we don't get any of the comedy we have today if not for like these people laying the groundwork, yeah. you know, 100 110 years ago or something like that yeah, at this point. Yeah. I guess about 100 years ago now. I could see yeah. you being into that stuff absolutely. It's just like it's and I get like I understand Tim being into it. I just it's not something he's never mentioned it before. So like now that he said it, I'm like yeah, it makes total sense. I don't remember him really talking about it <laughs> yeah. very much before. You absolutely, I could see you being like into yeah, yeah with the improv, improv and physical comedy yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I really wish that like all these people's collections of work would be like just collected in like a box set or something like that. But because the rights are all over the fucking place, they're not really. I mean, and so like I I would wish I could buy a box set that was like everything Charlie Chaplin ever did kind of thing, but instead you have to like fucking run around and find like oh here's a little bit of it here and a little bit over here and that kind of yeah, he thing. jumped because he kept jumping in studios the, right like there's lots of rights issues yeah 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 i mean he was notoriously like i, I also really love the biopic that robert downey jr did of charlie chaplin that's just oh i haven't seen that yet it is really yeah. really good because i mean he was a troubled fucking yeah. person and it gives a lot of insight into sort of his both his his creative side and his pretty troubled personal life but damn like what a talent he was yeah yeah I, man that movie's old too like that movie's like from 1992 yeah that was like early yeah, 90s or something out. Like that. Very yeah. good, but i'm like i remember when it came out yeah. back then too all right christy yeah. what's your last one well i mean for this we could probably do another episode like this but anyway oh yeah so i this is gross to admit but <laughs> i love watching um pimples get popped Oh, you're one of those. Oh, I knew that was going to be. Alicia loves that too, and I can't fucking I do it. I think it's amazing. Well, I fall like right in the middle. Like, there's like I I like the satisfaction of that kind of thing, but I it is also really fucking I think gross it's to me. So cool. Like, I can't get over it. I think it's so cool. Like, real big nasty cysts and shit like that. And, yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> It's so cool. It's gross. Like, <laughs> you watch like uh, was it Doctor Pimple Popper or whatever? Hell yeah, you know I do. <laughs> that and um, popthatzits.com. God, is that an actual <laughs> website? Like, is this a real thing that's happening? Because I feel sick to my stomach at the thought of this. Like, yeah, this makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Legit. Oh, it's so gross, man. That's fucking disgusting. The thing that grosses me out about it is that is that the people that have them let it get to the point yeah. where they're like these huge like fucking gnarly like cysts and that sort of thing like 
fucking take care of that earlier. I know. Like, that's yeah. nasty. That's <laughs> You're so gross, man. Yeah. I don't know. That's. I love that it's making you so uncomfortable. Oh, it's just gross. I, I just I don't understand people. Like, I have zits. Like, I have acne. Like, I understand popping a zip. Like, I don't understand going out and watching other people pop. Uh, like, it's. It is it's so and gross. Satisfying. I think it's like an ASMR yeah. kind of thing for some people. Like, yeah, they find it like soothing and like, like yeah. yes, but like you're fucking disgusting. Like you're wrong. You should be. No, it's your awesome. It's so weird. And like, I like like I I I do like like popping my own zits and that sort of thing. I'll go on record say that I know it's gross, but I can't w- watch yeah, somebody else. Yeah, have a it, it is. Like it's a matter of like sm- smelling your own farts versus like smelling somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, that's actually a pretty like good like equivalency line right yeah, there. Yeah, like if I, exactly like if I, if I if I'm you know whiffing in one of my own like farts, I'm like okay, at least that came from me. If I'm whiffing it in from somebody else, it's like those are shit particles from somebody else's in my mouth that are going yeah, into my nose, like into my mouth uh, and into my nose, and that's why I can. Smell I just it. think I don't know what it is, you guys. I wish I could tell you why I think it's so interesting, but it's just like always. My whole life, I have found it like fascinating. <laughs> and my dad used to get so mad at me. He'd be like, "Why do you like this? What's wrong with you?" And I'd be like, "There's nothing wrong with me." And he'd be like, "There is. There's something wrong with you." <laughs> just, I, I agree with your father in this case. It's definitely fucking something wrong with this. So gross. And he's like, "Why do you like this so much?" But he liked it too. So like, I got it from him. Oh uh, well, that's even better than like it's even funnier. <laughs> like he was yeah, just, he's, he's ashamed that he's passed yeah, that on to you. Oh, but it's like, so oh, I hope you would be better than me. Should have been better. We raised you <laughs> to be better. Right. That's really disgusting, Christy. I'm like appalled right now. It's so interesting. That was so fascinating. Like no, you can't. I know my mom. You know what the funny part is? My mom's obsessed with that kind of shit too. Like, and I'm I don't think sure she watches. Karen and I are just the same person. Well, your mom's. A fucking I know, but like, nurse. she's the one. Like, like, if I had a zit on me and she saw it, she needed to fucking yeah. pop it. Like, she was obsessed. Like, she was that person. And like it was like to the point where like I have some pretty good scarring on my neck and stuff from her. I'm oh, pretty sure. Oh no! But like, she's gonna yeah. Like, this so I'm like, I know. Oh no! She never, goes, no. You did not. No, no, no. no I. She scarred you for life, literally. Literally, yeah. No, I, I have my, I have an acne issue. There. Jesus, Karen. Whatever. Pro- like progressed through my entire life. But anyway, yeah, she's okay. like, she would pop them and stuff. I'm sure if she put those videos and pop in front of her, okay. she'd just Tell sit there Karen and watch them. Tell Karen about popbeds.com so, then. <laughs> Well, you just did. Yo. She'll listen to the episode and I'll leave all this discussion. Karen, it's so and, soothing and, and I get you. Fine. I get it. Like, I have this memory oh. of this girl in grade seven and she came to school and on the end of her I'm gonna nose, I'm gonna she had the biggest sit I'd ever seen. Like, I cannot describe it. It was green and yellow and I was just like <laughs> staring at her because I was like, I need to pop it. <laughs> she was like, I didn't know her well enough. So I like had to just look at it. But like, I was obsessed about it. I was like, I went home and I talked to my dad and I was like, dad, this girl at school has a zit. I need her to get rid of it. And he was like, honey, you, that is not your place. You can't do that. You can't do that. I was like, but it's so gross. He was like, sweetie, some people don't do that. And I was like, no, I, but what if I just ask her nicely? <laughs> Christine. What if I get a note from home? Having trouble making friends. This is not. Yeah, this is not going to help. This is not going to help. <laughs> All right. 
I was going to talk about John Hughes movies, but I can't anymore. <laughs> I'm just gonna end the episode because I actually feel kind of sick now from Christie's. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> How does it feel to right. have a puke take on the episode, so, Mark? Uh, yeah, there you go, Christy. Now, if I didn't have a puke take, if Christy, if Christy, if Mark starts like trolling you with the uh, elf pictures, you can just send her back. I already pimple pop. I already videos. told you what the thing. It's the eye thing. My eye thing. Oh yeah, that too. Me. I told you about that for ages, but she never really. It used always it. makes me laugh. I never pick on his eye anyway, because like I'm uh, always touching my eyes, and I know he's watching. <laughs> I am. I am. It is like I'll click you if you see me not looking. It's because I'm clicking away from your screen because I will just sit there and watch you pick at your fucking eye makeup for like the entire episode. You should see under it's my so hand. fucking gross. Oh no, I can. That's the worst part. It's like it's just gross. You it's can't. your screen's high def enough that I can see a little bit of crap getting clung under there. It's nasty. I always get it out. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, I need to do our geek. Please like and share and comment on our Facebook page. Um, Facebook.com slash Dance Robot Dance Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. I'm just going to read it because. Yeah, we got right, geek cred. <laughs> fucking geek cred because just recommend shit to people. It's we fine. made Mark shut down. <laughs> so disturbing. Yeah. 113 episodes, you fucks. Uh, they got me. All right, my geek cred for this. So week. happy. <laughs> I'm going to send you videos now. What did you say? <laughs> I didn't hear that. I'm going to send you videos now i'm just gonna block you i don't fucking care <laughs> oh my god what my oh, greek sorry. cred for the week after uh i think i mentioned on the podcast last week that i had uh, watched or last couple weeks i watched uh the david brent life on the road thing and that got me wanting to go back and watch the original uk office again which yeah. i have been watching and it fucking holds up like it is classic comedy so if you've never seen the uk office especially if you're a fan of the american office and have never seen the original I highly, highly recommend going back and watching. And it's only like two seasons and a fucking Christmas special. So you can blow through it in like an afternoon really easily, but it is a classic. Nice. She's <laughs> still reveling in her sure. victory, I think, over there. <laughs> I am. <laughs> My geek cred for the day. Um, Let's give you that, yeah. that fucking sorry, website or something. Fucking. <laughs> It's so mean. My geek cred of the day would be, even though Telltale is closing its doors, I would recommend you go play Wolf Among Us. Um, it's really good. And other Telltale games that are good, I would say, you know, just 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 to get back in the, you know, to try and get the genre a little bit before it's gone. The Walking Dead season one, season two was okay, and Borderlands, their Borderlands game was really Yeah, good. I have been wanting to play their nice. uh, Walking Dead game for a long time. It's just... It's you know it's worth the play. It's uh yeah because they're they're good. episodic right so it's like probably like a ten or twelve hour game or something like that from start to finish like each each season. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, my uh my geek cred. I'm, I'm <laughs> broken now. You guys fucked me up. That's good. Um, what I want to recommend to people. Well, what I actually wanted to do was to get people to fucking join me on PSN and play Street Fighter with me because I don't have anybody on my PSN who will play Street Fighter Anniversary Edition with me. So there is that, but. Watch Daredevil. Get ready for Daredevil season three. <laughs> That's what I'm going to recommend. Just, just enjoy Daredevil stuff. Don't enjoy zip popping shit. If you guys start sending me weird crap on Facebook, I will block you. Oh my god, you. why? I haven't blocked anybody, and they send me block. shit all the time. I will block you specifically, Christy. Like this is so unfair. This is such a double standard right now. You send me Alf stuff. 
constantly. I, look at no, I you want you to go back and look at an elf the elf stuff during my my <laughs> improv show. That's true. my improv that was, show. That was like two years ago now. I have not showed you an elf image in like forever. What was the Gandalf? I posted that. That was t- that was Tim. That was Tim. <laughs> Don't let me in his bullshit. And I, I didn't send it to you. On I just own. posted it on our page. Also true. Also true. Same with the reboot thing. That was Tim. You I just laughed at it. You said you got a lot of joy when you found out Alf was coming back on the day I, of my engagement. <laughs> I did laugh pretty hard. Well, I, I didn't get a lot of joy. I just I was astounded at the the timing, the synchronicity of it. Like <laughs> it was the timing was just too much to handle. Just saying, I've got years. You brought up the underwear fairy today. I've got years of things <laughs> you I didn't block you over. I'm just saying, uh, I go to the nuclear option way faster than you do, apparently, then. So, <laughs> beware. All right, everybody. Yeah, uh, I'm going to start this shit again. Thank you for listening. Uh, please like and share and comment on our <laughs> Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at the Fuck, Christy, you're messing me up. <laughs> so much joy. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter at TMD underscore podcast. Or if you want to, you can email us at deusrobotdancepodcast at gmail.com. Or you could just sit here and listen to Christy cackle maniacally for the next 20 minutes. <sighs> yeah. If you haven't, please uh, subscribe and review our podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. This has been Dance Robot Dance. I am Broken Mark. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying good night. I'm here with Tim. Good night, folks. And Christy. Mwah. Uh, I'm just going to sit here uh, while the two of them wear themselves out and I can stop recording. Mark, what you should do. You should just. Uh, yeah, I should you should stop the podcast, should, right? Like, no, you should really, you should really just shake it off. Oh, fuck my life. <laughs> do you have bad blood, Mark? Is that the problem? God damn it. The episode's ending now. <laughs> Bye. Do, you have, do you have a blank space in your life? I think we know the answer to that is yes. <laughs> it could be I filled with that. pimple popping videos. It's true. Oh, They're God, fascinating. Right. <laughs> Just don't look at abscesses. Those it are can gross. be filled. Oh, oh, can be filled with pus and blood. The blank space in your life. Oh, you know what's really good? You know what's really good? Blackheads. Blackheads are fascinating too. <laughs> Less bloody. <laughs> <laughs>